I, uh, I, tend to, I tend to go hard in Advent. I tend to preach my heart out during Advent. I don't want you to quote me on this because Easter rolls around I might sing a different song, but I think Advent might be my favorite liturgical season. It's short and it's intense. It's four short weeks where every single day my priority has to be clear. Every day I spend as a uh, part of a season of preparation. And you don't prepare for something unless you're motivated to prepare for it, right? You don't clean your house unless you know the company's going to see it the way that it is. When you're preparing spiritually in this brief season, Christ must always be at the forefront of your mind. You've always got to be looking at his face, feeling him in your heart so that you can prepare well. And that is something that I love about Advent. I like to communicate Advent in language evoking the magnitude and the impact of the Incarnation. And specifically, the joy and the hope that that Incarnation brings. But sometimes, when you go and when you prepare your, yourself in this intense way, sometimes it feels like the only thing left to do is not to do, but to wait and to let God do what he's going to. This is, by the way, nearly exactly what happened in the very first period of Advent thousands of years ago. The angel of the Lord appeared unto Mary, and she said, let it be done unto me. Her yes was a yes of surrender. Her yes was an acceptance of an interruption where she acknowledged her lowliness. One of the best ways of commemorating this period of waiting, I think, is an ancient prayer that seems to be lost in contemporary society. It was one your grandparents probably prayed. Maybe you prayed it when you were young. Maybe the sisters made you learn it here over at St. Lawrence. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be one that, that made it through the generations. The prayer is called the Angelus. It was begun by medieval monks and friars who were devoted to praying Hail Marys three times in the morning, three times at midday, and three times before they went to bed. Over time, each hour was given a particular mystery, a devotion to some article of faith for reflection, kind of like your, your decades in your rosaries. But later on, it was simplified to recall only one mystery, only one moment in time, which was the incarnation that we prepare for at Christmas. A moment of prayer where in the Angelus prayer, everyone either bows or genuflects. There's a famous French painting depicting a farmer and his wife both standing out in the field with their heads bowed in prayer. A church steeple stands subtly in the background and you can almost hear the tripled ringing of the bells calling for them to stop and to pray the Angelus. The couple's day is interrupted as they put aside their work for a moment and remember and wait. Have you ever wondered why church bells freak out at 6 a.m., at noon, and at 6 p.m.? They ever interrupted your thought or your work or your nap? Try living in a rectory, and I promise you will have all of those things happen. But 
they're not just, you know, malfunctioning. There's no bell ringer up there swinging from a chain. They're calling for the Angelus. One time I asked a sister last year. She came and spoke to some of our Ball State students, Sister Ignatia from the Franciscan Sisters in Mishawaka. She's about my age, and one of the students had some Q&A time with her and asked her, Sister, how can I keep prayer at the forefront of my day? How can I make prayer important? How do you do it? And she said, well, it's really not that difficult. When I hear the bells ring, I put down my pencil, I put down my book, I go, and I pray. And then I come back to what I was doing. When she said that, I went, why didn't I think of that? That's a much easier answer, and it preaches a lot better, too. One Notre Dame student reflected about the Angelus. She said, praying the Angelus interrupts whatever task you're in, just as the arrival of Christ in the Incarnation interrupted the world. Far from being a distraction, the welcome interruption of the Angelus teaches a lifelong lesson. No activity is more important than prayer. Not work, not study, not conversation, not even recess. The injunction to pray also reminds us of the meaning of our work, that we've been invited to a service of love by the God who first loved us. Every invitation to pray the Angelus is an opportunity to speak our own yes to God, because every invitation to pray the Angelus is a moment of choice. Will I allow God to interrupt and enter this moment of my life? Or will I favor the task at hand? For adults and children alike, the practice of saying yes in the Angelus is a twofold practice of saying yes to God. First, by accepting the invitation to pray, and second, by repeating the words of Mary, be it done unto me according to thy word. The hope and wisdom of this prayer is that day after day, this yes to God becomes easier and the yes of Mary becomes our own. So my friends, quite simply, my invitation this week is this, at least once each day, at noon if you can, at 6 a.m. if you're up that early, 6 p.m. if the other two kind of slide by, at least once each day this week and from now until we celebrate Christmas, pray the Angelus. Wait and welcome the interruption. And if you're sitting there saying, Father, I don't know the Angelus. Well, guess what? I got good news for you. We're going to pray it right now. And if afterwards you forget it, Google it. I don't know what else to tell you. If you know this prayer, please join in praying it with me now. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>